This is the Podcast Derby, a blacklist podcast for this week's episode, The Deer Hunter, number 93. Beer Hunter? Deer Hunter, directed by James Spader's buddy, Andrew McCarthy. Did you catch that? No. Who's Andrew McCarthy? Oh, come on, Brad Packer. <laughs> it was big in the days, the early days, uh, early 80s. Anakin? I believe it was. Yes! And him and uh, Spader were good buddies for years, so Spader's getting his old buddies who have nothing going on jobs. <laughs> I gotta... Starting backwards on the the whole... J- just to kind of jump right into it, the whole never see me again and that look he gave her. I love James Spader. I do too. I, have a, I now officially have a man crush on him. <laughs> he is just the coolest guy just about ever. Uh, I just there was just everything in this episode was just really good after such a disappointing episode last week where I was talking about with some friends that you and I were really stretching to get content in the last week's episode because there was nothing to get out of it and it was just a ho-hum episode this was a very good episode even the bad guy of the week was great with him uh was Amanda Plummer yeah was the Mm. woman there who uh recently most people know her she was in the recent uh well not the most recent but uh Catching Fire the Hunger Games in there was uh, it? Isn't that the one that also played the serial killer's sister in So I Married an Axe Murderer? I believe she did. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. was also in the uh, opening scene with Tim Roth as his wife in uh, Pulp Fiction. At the uh, the two people yeah. holding up the... Uh, uh, she's uh, so great. And she plays that character. The, that, that kind of distant, off. slightly yeah. off, a little bit crazy, a little bit kind of loner, kooky character. Because uh, I'm watching her, I'm like, God, it looks like the lady from... I, I, I couldn't f- quite figure out who she was at first because I didn't see her name in the credits. And then I'm like, oh, she looks like the lady from uh, you know, Hunger Games, uh, Catching Fire, the, the two smart people, the two uh, yeah. brilliant people that were brought back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's the one of those two. And uh, Yeah. Right. Because she was basically playing that character, it kind of felt like a little kind of off, a little kooky, but you know, yeah, she's smart enough. Well, so that's where it reminded me of, and I'm like, from So I Married an Axe Murderer, right. who was the serial killer that everybody was, yeah. I so mean, we that- we like episodes where you bring in big names, I, and and they're not a lister names, but they're people who yeah, have was- a track record of playing good characters, good character actors, and this was one that oh, yeah. I enjoyed. The, the one with the dude that played, uh, uh, what was his name? The who had the Oh, he was the guy that was killing people on the train trying to find the cure for the disease for his son that was on the house. He played the house's best friend. Yes. Uh, but he played the exact same character other than slightly psychopathic. Exactly. And I have no problem typecasting an actor who has done, you know, in this show, who has done that similar type of role in something else because they've done it well before. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- that owns up good. So I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, the whole Deer Hunter thing, too, was cool. Just it, And I, again, figured it out kind of early on. Uh, I I figured I knew there was a connection. I I didn't I couldn't quite figure it. it made perfect sense. I really should have figured it out. Well, um, it, the couple clues for me was well, once they started, well, obviously once Red starts saying it's a woman, and then you get into the whole thing with the guy who broke in, and they, he says, well, you know, there's two different deer, you know, there's a there's a copycat. Yeah. So once you knew that, okay, you knew she was the copycat because there's right. no point in bringing that up unless she is. Go, go back. That scene in the hallway where he gets bumped into, mm-hmm. or where she gets bumped into, did you think it was Tom? 
I did a little bit because I totally, I totally thought it was Tom. I was so happy to be wrong. I was, I mean, I was really, really happy to be wrong. Yeah, and to jump to the very end, I mean, we were supposed to get Tom back this week, even in a little blip, they and we did didn't this even to do last that. Episode, right, or last year too. So they they tell they promise we're going to get something this week, and we assumed it was going to be at the very end, but it wasn't. It was it's yeah. a tease for next week, assumingly. Maybe. But anyway, then they had the thing where they were going over uh, the connections, and uh, when Aram was uh, had the going over like the woman number two and her husband, and they, they conveniently skipped over woman number one, and that's where I started I to did, think back. I did catch that they were going in an odd order, and I just didn't. Then they went to they went to like two, and then five, and then they went to like three, like jumped around, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But I yeah, mean, they did do that. The episode wasn't hiding what this lady does. I mean, they they because a lot of times in some of these shows, it's a mystery who the bad guy is, and it's it's there's kind of a big reveal to it, and then some episodes it's just pretty blatant. But they weren't trying to hide the fact that this was a copycat. They weren't trying to make us question, well, could it be, or maybe it's the original one. I, I don't think they were doing that at all. And because they were they were selling um, the whole idea of the M.O. being broken and uh, she's the last six murders are too perfect versus the first six. And that's yeah, they were identical. Right. Right. And that that's kind of where they were. They were they were kind of generating this new mystery. So about, OK, so what is what is it we need to do to catch this woman? Because how is this woman going to slip up? Uh you know, you knew she killed abusive men, and they got kind of tied into that. What was it, White Haven Shelters? And yeah, it was all you know. In in I, you know, you knew she was going to be there and overhear it, and all hell was going to break loose from there. One of the, um, I, I'm jumping around. I'm kind of all over the place. I may be a little over. I'm going to do that a lot. <laughs> uh, one of the things I really, really enjoyed about this episode is we really got to see Liz do what her job actually is, which is profiling. Right. She's te- I know it this opens and I, I write, well, wait a minute, Lizzie's teaching a class now? <laughs> really seen her doing, from from beginning to end, they did the yep. class, they did the thing where she was reading the body language, which they told you, I mean, they foreshadowed that because Red was reading. Because Red led hers. Yep. He, he has done that from the beginning. And he, yep. you know, he's, it's never been uh, a secret that that's what he does. You know, he reads body language, he's good at negotiating because mm-hmm. of these types of things. And it was another one of those moments uh, that we've talked about throughout the show that we like, where he's kind of grooming her. He's, oh yeah, teaching her. You know, he, even though she knows all about that, he's kind of making it obvious to yeah. her. And uh, well, he's he's a profiler himself, and she's right. just followed in his footsteps. And he he did that. Like I said, he reads the body language, and he mm-hmm. went through when he was going through and explaining the deer hunter and how it was a woman. He was talking in in vernacular that was completely normal to her. Uh, right. This 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 and this. I mean, it was it was you know this I mean, wasn't a, a journalist type thing. It was this is you know textbook. He was a government spook who was yeah. you know trained to do all these things really well and absolutely. I mean, the show was uh, the show was well put together. It it really every scene did feel like it belonged with each other. It, it flowed nicely. Uh, it did. This yeah. was a really good, flowing, um, fluid episode, beginning to end. Everything felt good. It all felt like it tied together. Yeah. You didn't get a huge. Sometimes you get that separation of story and serial. No pun intended. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, but absolutely, yeah, yeah. You get episodes that just don't seem to fit together. Certain scenes, like when you're trying to force the arc into the story, 
and it just seems kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, this was not that way. In fact, and this was another one of those episodes that I, I, I get once in a while with this show where I'm not looking at the clock. You know, like last week, I was like, when's this going to end? But this yeah. this week, I, I was really into the show and didn't care. It'll end when it ends. Uh, I, I I was looking at the clock only because I got, we talked about this ever so briefly before you hit record, uh, I got started really late, so I had to fast forward through all the commercials just sure. to get caught up, but I barely did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only reason I was. But that's uh, it. But that's a really boring segue. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, really a bad guy of the week that is really a one-off, but a very interesting bad guy of the week. Uh, interesting story. And and I think the actor helps that. You get, yeah, I mean, you get crazy cat lady talking to her bird, and she was just such an intriguing character, and I, I enjoyed watching her scenes. Like, I love the scenes of her in her house talking to her animals. And she was a, we got a rare one. She lived. Right, right. Doesn't happen very often. Lizzie chokes her out, but doesn't kill her. And uh, kind of in the same positioning that, what was it, that Tom, 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 Tom killed, killed uh, the harbor master. Yeah. Because she has that uh, memory there. But, yeah, really done, so. really enjoy the character. Unfortunately, we'll never see the character again of, uh, what, what was her name? They said Mary. at the end. No, Mary was the woman that... Uh, the last one who had her husband killed it was like Teresa or something like that. I don't remember. I didn't write it down because uh, I was always referring to her in my notes as Deer Hunter, so yeah. or or copycat. Uh, okay, so we have that. Uh, then we got two story arcs going on. I mean, there was a lot going on in this episode. Yeah, I think we put the. Uh, did we put the Harbor Master murder to bed? I don't. Is, is I, it? Done? I don't think so. But Maybe. I think it's going to go away for a while. Do you think think somehow it'll come back up? Someone else will be. Here's my here's my scene. Here's here's my scene. You you always talk about that television doesn't waste scenes, and the, and they put something in there for a reason. Yeah. And him giving the homeless guy the money and then calling him back and setting him up with a room to kind of establish his personality a little further. It's it's wasted to just give us at the end the last time we're ever going to see this guy to show us oh he was a nice guy now there, there's something that's going to tie back to that we're, we're developing this character he's just a nice guy who's doing his job and it's going to tie back to him about something further down the road i think for the time being yes this thing's uh you we won't know. see anything until maybe next season something will sneak Very in later late. right okay. like yeah i don't know maybe tom screws up and gets arrested and, you know, they fingerprint something. I don't know. Uh, but there's going to be uh, something with that again because that, that seems unnecessary. Agreed. You, you could have had Lizzie sitting in front of, if she's just going to be sitting there to, you know, surrender herself and, you know, mulling it over if she's going to do it or not, she could have done that anywhere. But the fact that she did it there and witnessed him, I think, means that we'll see. Uh, Detective Wilcox again. I kind of like his character too. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, friendly antagonist. He's really right. just doing his job. He's, yeah, he's he's not an antagonist in in the sense of a bad he's guy. He's just the antagonist. But yeah. yeah, to to our yeah, he's the antagonist to our lead. Uh, so the other the other story arc is uh, Red and the mysterious phone dude. Right. 
Um, what do we think? Think anything good? I, I kind of got I got nothing other than I almost expected when uh, Red took the phone call at the payphone for shots to ring out. That was a really weird thing for Red to do to say, I'm going to go stand at this payphone in the middle of public so you can hit me with a sniper rifle. Sure. I mean, I was like, I, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, that's really an important story arc. And it's kind of gone right now because the only connection he had to this guy was his phone and the phone was left at the place. Yeah, but all you, there was no body, right? It was just blood. There's blood in the phone. Yeah, who knows who who was dead? I mean, I don't think it was that guy. Um, no, I think he's. I think he's expected to believe that, but I don't think he even does. No, and I I never even considered that. I just considered he walked in on some weird scenario. You know, chair right. chair knocked over, but it was an empty place. You know, it looks like it was kind of set up as a little bit of an interrogation, and uh, blood on the floor. And the phone that he had the phone number to, sitting right. under the uh, thing, 3130 Sheridan Road. I didn't quite hear the city. Um, I'm guessing Washington, D.C. Yeah, probably. Uh, and there was a lot of fun little red moments throughout the episode, too. You had him uh, with Aram and, and the hair. Which... Oh, that, uh, that was a good one, but the Jedi mind trick was the best one of all of them. Um, <laughs> of course, I don't need a warrant. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, that was that was classic. These are not the droids you're looking for. Right. <laughs> I need a warrant. You don't need a warrant. Of course, I don't need a warrant. <laughs> of course, I don't. <laughs> um. So he's now Red Jedi or something. I don't yep. know Jedi Red. Um. But uh, Darth Darth Red. And he's uh, utilized him as his own little uh, tech junkie. Uh. He he's he's recognized the goodness in him. I mean, it goes all the way back to first season when he had him do that money transfer. Oh, yeah. uh, kind of to test him as to his capabilities and since then has utilized him here and there when he needs something done. And uh, th- there's an interesting little relationship there uh, that that's going on. It's a, uh, I don't even know, uh, kind of the older brother mentoring the, or the cousin on yeah. how to kind of deal with the ladies type mm-hmm. thing. And now that he's starting to joke with him about the hair, I had hair like that, so now all of a sudden he's paranoid that he's going bald. Yeah. Uh, I, throughout the episode, I think was great. Uh, just... Oh, and and the end of that, of the, you know, sexy no matter what. Right. <laughs> just, just don't get fat. <laughs> Which, I mean, that was really like, oh, that's what... Wait, what was that? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> kinda, did... really kind of took it back down yeah. a notch real quick. Like, not sure... <laughs> well, he heard it and didn't think anything of it and then realized what was said. Uh, yeah. interesting little character development stuff there and and that's always good to have especially when you're wrapping up an episode that's that's been brewing for oh god they, i feel like it's already there but it's they do it's like they're still teasing it i'm not really sure what status that relationship is but uh it, i i thought it was full blown there and but now it just feels like it uh yeah i don't i, I they're teasing it, which means you makes feel they want to do something a little bigger than just a back love story. And of course, that scares me because usually when they do that with non-major characters, somebody's gonna die. Somebody's gonna die. Yep. And we predicted that from the beginning. Once they started teasing that relationship that very first time, that one of them will die, likely her, uh, because I I actually I, I, it'll be him this time. Yeah, I'm not sure we get rid of him yet. Um, I I almost think they might just to bring in 
I don't know. Somebody because I think if, if 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 he dies, I think it makes her all of a sudden become this dominant, vengeful character. Yeah. Whereas if she were to die, he just becomes more focused on his job, and maybe kind of elevates his character just a little. Yeah, but the bit. problem is, is they killed that character once with with Malik. True. She all she is is just Malik two point That's all she is. Exactly. Yeah. She's the. And if they do it again, you you really. It's cheap, sure. Can you do that again? At which point, then, you don't be the sound guy. Um, mm-hmm. you probably, if, if you haven't seen the movie Man Bites Dog, that won't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But in the movie Man Bites Dog, the sound guy constantly dies. Right. Um, and it's just, don't be the sound guy. But here's the thing, too. I mean, they could easily keep this relationship going for two, three seasons before we even get around to it. It could be one of those. I don't think it's going to be one of those things that gets resolved. It necessarily, has to be one of those things that gets resolved this season. No, agreed. It, they 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 could just kind of keep this as a fun little background thing for I think us it would to look be at. Fun to see the little teasing moments. That I mean, it's fifteen twenty seconds an episode. Sure. On how she really kind of torments him, and he loves every second of it. Because um, mm-hmm. that's what she's doing to some extent. Uh, right. No, so. it, it, it's fun character. It, it keeps those characters real. Otherwise, they could they, they could just be anybody, right? In the background, spewing out you know facts and you know running cell phones traces and things like that, like it's nothing. So, okay. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, the the uh, the whole end. Are you scolding me? You're gonna take away my phone privileges, right? <laughs> And the and the kind of the together we were right, you know this this is a good team. Mm-hmm. Goes back to what we were talking about with the uh, being groomed. Uh, at some point, you know, does does the teacher become the master? But uh, right, and and she admits to him that she has the fulcrum. If that little music box thing is the actual fulcrum, right, or just a way to get the fulcrum, uh, but she wants to know more about what it all is, and he's claims he's told her everything he can. Uh, which is fine. Yeah. Because from what we know is he's never blatantly lied to her. He's omitted certain truths, but that's not... Uh... Uh, you know what? We've, we've said this in other episodes, and it comes up... Oh, sorry about that. Every once in a while, it comes up. Rule number one, the doctor lies, right? Right, right. You know, I don't trust everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's never lied to her. Bullshit. <laughs> sure. You know, he does what he has to do to get to the ends he believes he needs to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, he will lie to her if it means saving her life. Absolutely. Sure. Um, so, yes, he will tell her, I've never lied to you, but full. So. I yeah. get you. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> no, you're right. But we did have uh was it a Facebook comment talking about uh, the potential for what the box was from the car from last week? Did you read that? I did, and I'm trying to find it to read it. Do you have it up? Uh, well, in a nutshell, it was basically saying the box was the the ability to read whatever that device was based on uh, the presidential year of the car and things like that. Oh, the- right. Yeah, um, I I'd have to look at that car a little bit better. I got a little bit older than what our Facebook listener, Facebook listener, well, Facebook listener, yeah, uh, said because I put that Tom car said, yeah. really, really quick glance in the '70s, so maybe Nixon or Carter era. Um, 
Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I mean, it, it, there was a pretty good, solid shot of the front of the vehicle, and I'm sure somebody out there, listener out there, could tell us. Uh, probably look it up and find out what make and model. Uh, we know it's a Lincoln Continental. Uh, See, I had my family had a Lincoln in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was older than that, and it was that's the problem is that it was it was older than that. Granted, this was the presidential Lincoln, and our my my family's Lincoln was white, and that one was black. You know, so right. but that was the car I learned to drive in, and it is that that. The black car was much older than what I remember ours being. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it looked older. I, that's why I kind of wondered if it was 60s. I don't, think he's, I don't necessarily know that he's wrong. I just think he had some of his timelines wrong, our, our, our listener. And he's remember right. I'll give him credit if he's right. Oh, yeah, um, I, 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 I can't say one way or the other. Um, maybe Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. late 70s. Um yeah, and if it's something that, I, and that's the thing too, you know, what is, uh, what's Red's connection to that case, knowing what was there, and was it something that he had stored or something he was aware of what was stored? I mean, he knew right where to go to get it, but again, this is him. He knows, he's well informed. He knows oh, yeah. everything. It is his business to and be everywhere. Well- yeah, it's it exactly it. It's his business to be as smart as he is and to be as knowledgeable as he is. So. Uh, that's obviously going to come back. Uh, looks like we'll hit some story arc stuff next week as well, uh, and probably something really interesting, according to the yeah the next preview good. that Red will be captured. But again, as we always know, Red's only captured on purpose. Uh, so I think uh, it's typically yeah yeah it's 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 rare that Red is in a situation he wasn't prepared for. So uh, what's that? Any predictions, or do we not want to spoil it for anybody? No, we won't. I, we won't spoil it too much, but. But uh, off the air. Yeah, it should should be uh, <laughs> interesting. But that's your all chance to uh, let us know what your yeah, thoughts yeah, are. You so, because yeah, to... stop us predicting all the time. Email <laughs> us. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh, do you have anything else on this show before we give the? Uh... No, no, I think I'm good. This was uh, this is good. He had a story. Gary Gary Goddard, the dancer. The dancer. Good story. Uh, yep. It was a good one. Um, and uh, it was a little little sad. Uh, but uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love the story of the week, and I, I think it'd be fun, too, if uh, listeners out there would uh, research some of these stories of the week, because some of them are actually based on real instances, and some of them are just kind of goofy little... Uh, well, yeah, he talked was it Bobby Fisher last week. And, right. Um, uh, I'd love to get a... Because uh, uh, we, we've asked out there uh, for listener participation to kind of compile the list of the uh, numbers in order, and uh, go ahead and go back through and compile some of the fun stories we've heard, <laughs> because we've really only been tracking these this season. But he's been doing yeah, it all along. Kind of started paying attention that wow, he does. Of all the things we pay attention to, it's like he does a story every week. He does one of these stories where he's, uh, yeah, where he sets up his his big moment in the show where he's going to do some sort of uh, uh, some some sort of uh, change in the plot line or yeah or reveal, and he always starts it with a story. So yeah, I, I love the stories. But yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, give us your thoughts and feelings on. Uh, what's to come uh, as uh, according to IMDB we at least got an episode each of the next two weeks and then it kind of is dark so I'm not sure how the timeline's going to go it's just February right now so we'll see if they're going to have another little quick hiatus or if it's going to go straight through to the end of the series uh, you can get us at podca- uh, blacklist at podcasturbia.com <laughs> you can have uh, Facebook or Twitter uh, at podcasturbia uh, we love all that. I did notice today, and I never noticed it before, that uh, NBC uh, has like a live 
twittering. I saw. I happened to have seen that too. And I hadn't noticed that before for the blacklist during the show. So it's something I, I meant to pay attention to, but I'm too busy taking notes to. We need to hijack that. Waste my time on Twitter. To hijack that. So do your blacklist uh, tweeting, but make sure you put uh, hashtag podcaster. Yeah, throw us in there too. That'd be yeah. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. Uh, there's there's a handful of uh, blacklist podcasts, and uh, we like our format, and we like to think we're number one. Because in our in our mom's <laughs> eyes we are. So uh, like us on fa- uh, Facebook, obviously like us in uh, iTunes as well. That's always a good time. So that's it for this week's episode for the Deer Hunter number ninety three, and we will see you all next week. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>